pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! We're still allowed to say that? Tenth, uh, we're recording this on the 10th of January, broadcasting on the 11th. Is it still relevant? I think it is relevant to you, it's relevant to me and it's relevant to our listeners. How's uh, 2021 treating you so far? Well... Well, uh, it's 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 fine. It's completely fine because nothing's happened because everyone has been distracted by the meltdown of America. Uh, I don't know how you've got on with work or anything over the last week, but you know, I started on Monday with the best of intentions, genuinely sat down, all geared up um, for a new year, got on with some projects, some admin, even did a little bit of sorting out uh, of my tax, and then America went and did itself a coup. Didn't want you to do your tax, did it? <laughs> Come on, Steve, the UK's got enough libraries. I've been refreshing on the internet for the last three days or, or more, um, constantly. Uh, you know, because you can't, I can't, I can't not. What's going on? Oh, well, whatever's going on, let's hope it all calms down soon. Um, I know, yeah. I've got my tax to do. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I, I've I've not gone back to, back to work yet. That's that's how my year's going. Ah, okay. So uh, I had last week off. I, I've, I've moved house. Uh, you joined me, Steve. You have the you have the pleasure of seeing I me with tell. your eyes. <laughs> I'm talking to you from a shed at the bottom of my garden. So the uh, the long overdue house move happened just before Christmas, and uh, yeah, now I've got I've got a, I've got space in a shed at the bottom of the garden, which is O L L H Q. Yeah, I was going to say, you say shed, I say One Life Left has now got a, a new studio. For tax purposes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I spent um, a lot of the week just sort, sorting stuff out. But, yeah, I'm quite happy with it. Um, I think it's slightly too small um, to to uh, to include an arcade machine, which I've been arming really? and arming for, yeah. Like, 
Oh. I sort of idly open up bitcade.co.uk and look at their main cabinets. I'm like, oh, I imagine one gets slightly too small the shed is. But, you know, if, if One Life Left has a good uh, tax year, business year, who knows? <laughs> Maybe we can uh, expand. So, yeah, it's so quite not- cold. It's quite cold today, Simon. Um, uh, you shouldn't be in a shed. What are your heating arrangements? I've got a small electric heater. Uh, okay. Just down there. And actually, I'll be honest with you, it's a little too warm. I put the heating on an hour before we started recording. Right. And I might have to take my top off. Has that been uh, pat tested, the heater, not your top? Uh, <laughs> so you're trying to pat my, uh, my uh, naked top. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it has. It's just for health and safety purposes. Oh, if this exactly. is a One Life Left studio, we have to make sure everything's done by the book. It's good. Yeah, it's good yeah. to talk to you again. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you and see you again. Uh, but I feel entirely out of the loop, um, mm, having not been at too. work and, and really been quite busy for the last week. So um, I think everything's going to come as a surprise to me. Have you even opened up uh, gi.biz or gamasutra.com? No, I opened up your I haven't. Uh, 15 minutes ago. I'm going to open up Gamasutra now, and what better time to get on with the news? Simon, what have you found so far? Well, again, being entirely out of the, out of the loop, um, I saw a story on Eurogamer ten minutes ago, uh, which surprised me because, um, you know, again, we're talking about everything that's going on in the world. There's something else that appears to have escalated uh, much more quickly, uh, given that America seems to have been brewing for a while. Headline: a Company cancels all custom black PlayStation Five sales following threats to staff. Uh, the subhead, we take these threats seriously and as a result, we're not proceeding forward. Uh, so this was news that went out today on a Sunday, hardworking Eurogamer. Vicky Blake writes, a company selling custom-made PlayStation 2-inspired black versions of Sony's PlayStation 5 consoles has cancelled all orders after its staff allegedly received threats. Via a statement on its now-deleted Twitter account, company SUP3R5, Super 5, Uh, which is not affiliated with Sony, tweeted yesterday that its team began receiving credible threats to their safety and consequently cancelled all orders of its 300-plus units, which reportedly sold out in seconds, despite the $650 and $750 price tags for the discless and disc versions, respectively. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, so this is news that was news to me 10 minutes ago, but a company (laughs) decides to make custom PlayStation 5s ends up receiving death threats. So what's going on there? Why? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm go- okay. Let me guess. Uh, so, if you are going to have, uh, if you're going to be able to fulfil the orders of people on this, then you must have a source of getting these PlayStation Fives, right? Which no one does right now. The console is famously sold out across the world. It's impossible to get hold of one, and yet somehow they've got hold of how many? Uh, well, there were. Um, 300 plus units apparently Mm. so yeah for those uh, they say we intended this to be a fun way to celebrate a shared nostalgia as it turns out there are people out there who are willing to interfere with that if we determine that it's safe to try again we will for now please stay safe so I guess I I would imagine that the 
the optics on this are that um, scalpers have acquired 300 PlayStation 5s, are doing a quick brush of paint and um, selling on for a, a tidy profit, right? That's the that's what it looks like, or what you... Sorry, it's what some people could say it looks right, like. But even so. Uh, and you know what the internet's like. If they don't like something, they yeah, want to murder it. Furious with it. There are no yeah. comments on this story on Eurogamer, which is telling, isn't it? I think <laughs> I, might, uh, I might add a comment now just wishing everybody... <laughs> Wishing everyone harm. Uh, so yeah, so if you were uh, if you're on the um, on the lookout for a PlayStation Two inspired PlayStation Five, um, I'm afraid that's about as rare as a PlayStation Five. Here's a story direct from Gama Sutra, and it's about something I know nothing about. Roblox secures fresh $520 million investment, outlining plans for direct listing. Uh, Roblox are intending to go uh, public by way of a direct listing instead of an initial public offering. That's an IPO, as previously reported. Um, and uh, yeah, they've got an, an investment round of $520 million. The company's valued at nearly $30 billion, uh, which is a ludicrous amount of money. Again, this is part of the games industry technically, and I know nothing about it. But Simon, you have a direct line into Roblox, don't you? I do. I mean, as as we've discussed before, my uh, my twelve year old son. Um, I mean, <sighs> I have to believe him because he's my son. But he's telling me that he's he's so he's creating games on Roblox, which he's being paid for somehow. He's getting hundreds of dollars. <laughs> He's opened up a PayPal account and started buying Bitcoin. None of what I've told you <laughs> is an exact... Well, sorry, sorry, everything that I've just told you is what he's told me. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell is going on over at Roblox, <laughs> but they've got 12-year-olds involved in buying Bitcoin. <laughs> Sign me up for a piece of that, Steve. <laughs> um, so uh, what we know about Roblox... <laughs> This, this shadowy organisation is it's a platform for uh, young people on which, you know, it's essentially a... Uh, I believe it's like Ready Player One, isn't it? It's the, it's the... What do they call it? The Oasis. It's a virtual place where young people go and live and have the time of their lives. They build their own games inside it um, and then they can monetize these games and apparently buy Bitcoin with their proceeds. Yeah, I mean, it's like Ready Player One in as much as if Ready Player One wasn't all the sort of um, AAA film studio style special effects, but instead, you know, the sort of art that I would do. Um, Knock off Lego. Well, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but there we go. Very popular, worth a lot of money and uh, fueling my son's Bitcoin addiction. Um, uh, I was I was at the playground earlier uh, on on business. Uh, <laughs> I was at the playground. Uh, I was uh, with my uh, nearly two year old daughter pushing her on the swing. Uh, we couldn't go on the big swing. Um, you know those you know those kind of horizontal swings, the big kind of net swings. You we, lie down and yeah, we we refer to them as the as the spider swings. The spider swings. Maybe that's a technical name. I don't know. Uh, the, the spider swings. That's how they catch Condoms. you out, Steve. If you don't know what one of those are called, what are you doing in a playground? <laughs> Couldn't go on the spider swing because uh, there were two big girls there. Okay. Uh, I said big girls. I, I reckon around about uh, maybe nine years old. 
uh, and they were stood on the spider swing like pros, uh, rocking it back and forth. Um, and they were talking about uh, about pets they'd acquired. Um, little little bit intimidated because they seemed to have a lot of pets, a variety of pets, but it turned out these were virtual pets. And then they started talking about how one of them was getting a three-headed uh, dragon for Halloween. And I was like, oh, this must be a video game. So Google that. That was Roblox. Was it? Well, yeah, some go. kind of uh, pets thing in Roblox. Uh, they were very excited about all of that. So, yeah, that's... Um, that's all I can tell you. That's the insight One Life Left can give you. <laughs> two into, two old uh, men talking about Roblox. $520 million. Uh, well, that's just for a slice of Roblox. $25 billion. Uh, 20, sorry, $29.5 billion game. Uh, is, yeah, insane. Uh, one thing I did spot, actually, whilst I was scrolling through social media, was that this happened this week. Uh, Nintendo eShop struggled amid Monster Hunter Rise demo release. Again, by Eurogamer Tom Phillips writes, last night's release of a Monster Hunter Rise demo appears to have crashed Nintendo Switch eShop. The trial version of Capcom's upcoming Beastie Basher was released at midnight last night following a Nintendo Direct full of juicy new details about the game. Switch owners reportedly struggled uh, trying to download the demo overnight, and this morning the Switch eShop is currently unreachable in the UK. The time of writing attempting to connect to the eShop brings up the following message. The server is currently undergoing maintenance. We apologise for the inconvenience. Please try again later. Did you watch this Nintendo Direct Monster Hunter special? I did not. I have never been in on Monster Hunter. Uh, but you have, haven't you? I've tried to. Um, friend of the show, um, a friend of ours, Leo Tan. Uh, huge, huge Monster Hunter fan. And um, uh, just the way that he's described... Um, playing it and uh, the fun he's had in meeting up um, online and in real life um, previously has, 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 has encouraged me to dabble and I've just found it an impenetrable um, mess of archaic systems and and guilds and we- weapon types, etc, etc. Um, but so, yeah, it isn't for me until that is. It's reduced in the current eShop sale and you've got your friend over from Russia who can pick up <laughs> Monster Hunter Ultimate was £10 this week on Switch, so I bought it. Ah, bought okay. It. Uh, I obviously haven't loaded up. It joins um, other Switch eShop purchases. Horus, uh, Dicey Dungeons, um, and a couple of others I bought recently that I've bought and I've yet to play. Obviously, I have a buy with Dicey Dungeons because I've played the PC version, and I actually I bought this just to support Terry. That is, um, but uh, still, that is yeah. A, so I've 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 I've, I've added Monster Hunter to my pile of shame on Switch. So maybe I'll get around to it just in time for that for that new one to come out that everyone's. I was going to say, I predict that you're going to be caught up in the hype. You're going to end up with the new Monster Hunter, and you'll never touch. It's fifty the old quid. One you've bought. It's fifty quid, Steve. Why would you pay well, that when you can go to uh, Russia? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> And by, uh, yeah, the Russian version of Monster Hunter. I don't know what it's called in Russian. But it will be just as impenetrable, I am sure. Um, talking of Switch discounts, did you see uh, that apparently Nintendo have closed the loophole um, from uh, developers and publishers pricing their games as pennies to stop them abusing the uh, eShop charts? Did you spot that? I did not spot that i didn't see anyone doing that either you won't be able to pick up that railway game for um, a couple of gold points d like uh <laughs> i did a few weeks ago 
Yeah, no. Um, apparently, the minimum price uh, of a game that's not free to play on um, the eShop is going to be one ninety nine from now on. Uh, okay, all right. That's that makes sense to me. Um, were a lot of people doing that? Loads of people were doing that. Um, yeah, the eShop, you know, isn't the most dynamic of stores at the best of times, and when um, because it's ranked on not. Uh, it's ranked on volume of downloads rather than revenue, and mm-hmm. so I think. Um, and so um, you were getting all of these pu- uh, publishers and developers discounting to pennies, which people were just literally just using their leftover gold coins to buy. Um, which meant mm. that the top thirty on the on the store was was often just a list of games you'd never heard of before. Right, right, um, right, 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 right. So hopefully that's gonna that's gonna cut that out. Um. There are a couple of uh, small stories here I can find on VG247. PlayStation has retired the official Killzone website, so it sounds like uh, that franchise may be no more, at least in Sony's eyes. Have you ever been into Killzone? Uh, I finished the... Was it was it a launch title on PS3? I think so. Uh, yeah. I played that one, and it, there was a very good version on Vita. Uh, which I also right. finished, um, I, I, but I wouldn't describe myself as a fan of Killzone. No, no. What about you? Well, uh, I've never, never knowingly played it. Um, <laughs> I was going to say good, good luck to the uh, cast of characters and whatever they choose to do next. <laughs> good luck to all of the polygon models involved in the franchise, and yeah. uh, hope they enjoy retirement. Uh, and another story uh, that I just spotted. On VG twenty four seven, something that I'd actually uh, actually noticed as someone's modded the Gilmore Girls into Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones. It's actually uh, Dicey Dungeon related. It's uh, Dicey Dungeon's artist Marlo Dobbs has taken uh, Fire Engine, uh, Fire Engine, Fire Emblem: The Sacred Stones, a classic Nintendo ge- game, and they've turned it into a Gilmore Girls game. Right. What, Have you ever watched what, the Gilmore Girls? What is the Gilmore Girls, Steve? Gilmore Girls is a long-running, uh, long-running, what would you call it, drama, family drama, uh, based on um, based on two women. One of them is a mother, and the other one is a daughter, um, and they live in a, a small town of Stars Hollow. I think it's called Stars Hollow. Uh, and you know it's uh, it's about the town and the adventures they get up to in the town, small town life. Okay. And uh, now that's a Fire Emblem mod. And you um you chose to watch this, did you? Uh, it, I would say it was it was an ambient choice. <laughs> you know those decisions that you make. You don't make a decision to you don't make a decision to not watch something. Uh, you make a decision to not protest something. Right. In which case you are complicit in. The watching of uh, of a show, and I, I did not regret it. Uh, I regretted watching the Netflix comeback uh, a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's. Um, I, I thought it was very very interesting uh, choice of mod. Okay, uh, choice of subject matter. Subject matter. Are you going to be? I love Fire Emblem. Are you going to check it out then? I actually might. You know, I might. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually about eight. Eight versions of Fire Emblem behind, so I might have to play that that version of the game as well. But join uh, the queue, Gilmore Girls. 
Yeah. I'm not going to read the story out here, but um, one thing that struck me as strange from a Eurogamer news piece earlier in the week was that this headline, Bulletstorm developer delays new game Outriders. Okay. Now, you could read that two ways, couldn't you? One, in the way that they intend. The second could be that the Bulletstorm developer might not have anything to do with Outriders. If you didn't know that these companies were leaked, they could just delay it out of spite, couldn't they? Yeah, they've just rocked up around the uh, other developer's office and gone, heard you got a nice game coming out this week. Shame if... uh, Shame if something was to happen to it. Smash, smash. Yeah. <laughs> they are the same company, but yeah, I just thought that was very strangely written. Yeah, well, obviously it was a quiet, uh, quiet news week for the games industry. Um, what's what's next? What's next this year? Um, there's uh, lots of rumours flying around about um, uh, a Nintendo Direct happening soon. Uh, really? Uh, within which they're going to unveil the Switch Pro. Um and, they're gonna, and what's the Switch Pro going to be, if we're rumouring? 4K um, using NVIDIA uh, DLSS, deep learning super sampling technology to increase your your uh, Ks. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. so uh, what does that mean? Does that mean just sort of shading in the missing pixels, like joining up the dots, is it? Well, um, I can probably attempt to explain this a little uh, more more accurately than I could anything to do with Roblox. I understand because PC games have been using DLSS uh, since NVIDIA's RTX cards. And what they do is they use, um, uh, they over, (laughs) I was going to say that I could describe this more credibly than I could with anything with Roblox. It turns out I can't. I think what they do is is that they over... That they basically take the processing power off the GPU and use some um, deep learning to to uh, to oversample your graphics display and then reduce it down, which means that you can have enhanced visuals without the cost necessarily to your GPU. Um, now, obviously, this, this the uh, you know I, I, I'm beginning to see this. I've been playing. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, which we might talk about later, the Ubisoft uh, Breath of the Wild clone. And um, it's really creaky on Switch. Uh, mm. Like, it's it's fine handheld because it's only outputting in 720, but when you stick it on a larger screen, it's, it's, it's really, really uh, struggling in uh, places. And so, you know, with the PS5 and with the Xbox series... Um, there is a danger, I guess, that for those that do like snazzy visuals and like a constant frame rate, um, that they're going to start moving away from the Switch. So uh, this Switch Pro has been mooted for quite some time. It's it, you know it's not unusual for Nintendo to refresh their hardware midway through. Um, as to whether it will address 4K, I mean, who who knows? But it but. It, it does feel purely from a, a, a consumer's point of view, a gamer's point of view, that um, something with a bit more grunt, I think, would be appreciated because Fe- um, Felix Rising is a multi-format launch, right? It's on PS4, PS5, mm-hmm. Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Switch. Um, and you know, if that's struggling this year, what are next year's multi-format games going to be doing? So, I don't know. I personally, I would, I would like to see it. Obviously, in my professional life, I've not heard anything about it because I would not be saying it on a radio show had I done that. So you could deduce so, that. But 
Yeah, okay, but um, doesn't this cause problems? Uh, does this mean you're, you're, you're splitting the generation and there'll be games that only run on the Pro? Uh, well, again, they've done this before, didn't they? The last time that they did it was with the uh, 3DS and the new 3DS, and the new 3DS had a, had a, had a knob in it, um, which gave you that, that effectively the um, right uh, joypad, uh, or, sorry, the, or the right joypad controller. Um, hmm. Now, that made some games easier to play. I believe there were very, very few new 3DS exclusives. Um, mm. But... Um, I mean, it wouldn't, right? You're, you're, you're a publisher, and if you're seeking to put something out for that format, why would you limit your audience on it? That's true, but, you, but you know, publishers and uh Developers are going to need to start asking that question elsewhere anyway. You know, yes, mm. you, you can write games for PS4 and PS5, and yes, uh, you know, Xbox One and Xbox Series, but at some point, um, you know, with some titles, I think there's the, the, that um, it, one game can be incompatible with the other, depending on what you're doing or what you want to do with mm. it. Um, you, you know, I, again, from a, from a Switch fan's point of view, I think if there was a new handset which upscaled um uh for 4k uh but also gave you consistent frame rates you know again you, you i think the, the sort of most obvious example about where the switch has struggled was in the lost woods in uh, breath of the wild you know it really slows to a crawl there and if you've got a piece of kit that you know yes if you've got your your original um switch uh you could choose to play that but you know something that would give you some, some more consistent frame rates i think would be very welcome Obviously, they don't need to do anything because the Switch has just had another stellar year. Um, you know, I think it's broken all records again. Um, and, and yeah, you know, maybe it's something that Nintendo don't do anymore because they didn't do it with the Wii U. But, you know, that wasn't necessarily a piece of hardware that had the legs that uh, Switch certainly has got. So let's see. But um, people have been trying to dupe other people on the Internet by uh, putting out um, uh, fake running orders or leaked running orders <laughs> from Nintendo Direct. And um, uh, yes, uh, Grand Theft Auto V will be a launch title on the Switch Pro uh, when it launches this April. You heard it here right. first. All right, uh, that's it for the news, I assume, Simon. That's it. One life left video game news with
All right, we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM for the first time in 2021. You're listening as well to some chip tune music. Uh, that's taken from chipmusic.org as we take all of our chip music. Uh, if you don't know the name of the artist and you probably don't by now, then you can look at that on our running order. Uh, you can find that on our website, www.onelifeleft.com. I'd say it now, but I don't know what it is because we put that in when we edit together the show after we finish talking. Simon. <laughs> Did you have a good Christmas then, Steve? Uh, yeah, it was great. It was really, really nice uh, to, <laughs> to have a chance to just sort of wind down and forget about the year for a little bit. <laughs> uh, like, because obviously for, you know, for most of the last six months, uh, we've all been isolated with our families, which is lovely and everything, but it's not what you're meant to be. Whereas at Christmas, that is what's meant to happen, right? So it feels natural rather than... <laughs> it was just another day with the people that we've spent the last seven months with, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> That's another way of looking another at it. Another lovely yeah. day, as, as you're saying. Perfect um, day. And then, of course, uh, we come straight out of Christmas and straight into lockdown. Um, have, you been, have you been back at work this week? Have you been teaching? Uh, I have not been teaching. Teaching does not uh, technically start until uh, the end of the month, but the universities will not be going back uh, as normal. Um, uh, everything will be remote, so I will not be uh, doing any of that sort of stuff until the end of January. I've been doing a bit, and uh, I've been doing bits and pieces of other work, non-teaching work, games industry stuff, uh, but nothing very intense. Well, so far. I come bearing some tips. Straight from the um, straight from the mouth of a twelve-year-old, uh, Dex, okay. Dex was over this weekend, and um, yeah, so he went back to school in inverted commas uh, on Monday. Uh, but obviously, he's doing remote uh, learning. I, I mean, you know, I've I've never um, envied the job of a teacher nor during normal times. But crikey, these kids are really messing these teachers around on in these virtual classroom environments. Um, so I said to Dex, I was like, oh, how's it going? He said, yeah. He said, it's good. But um, the thing is that, you know, our, our teachers just don't know, don't know how to cope with it. And I said, why? And he said, well, we're just messing around all the time. So I, I'm going to take three <laughs> things that he's been doing. And uh, please do. In the hope that you're able to look out for them. Well, I, I mean, also keep in mind that I'm not a teacher. I am a lecturer. And <laughs> the balance of power there is very, very different. Like I can talk. And they can choose to listen or not listen. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, that's absolutely up to them. Whereas uh, a teacher, uh, as I remember from my, you know, I, about 20 years ago, I did uh, half a year of actual teaching. And yeah, that was the most terrifying thing I've <laughs> ever done in my entire life. And I have the greatest respect for anyone who could be a teacher. So what? Uh, but yeah, please. Well, so, please so, so what these kids are doing... Uh, First of all, and probably most most obviously, is that they've got a side WhatsApp group. Um, of course. The classroom does, that the teacher's not on. <laughs> so one of them will go, let's just tell them that their mic's not working. <laughs> miss, 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 your mic's not working. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Simple. The next two um, are a little more sophisticated. Uh, what they do is they uh, for, they admit bots. Now, again, I don't quite understand what they're doing here, but mm. they give bots um, ordinary children's names. And because apparently some of these teachers aren't, um, aren't, aren't familiar with the class, they're just admitting them to the class. And so... <laughs> Uh, Dexter said that at one point he had over a hundred people in his class. 
2013. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the other thing that apparently that um, that some other children should do, I should I should stress by the way, Dex has done none of these things. He was just telling me what other people do in other schools. Mm. <laughs> it's um. Uh, when you're using Google Classroom or something, apparently the teacher can only see if once they're presenting, they can only see the content of what they're meant to be um, educating their students with. What they can't see is that that sort of that sort of Zoom view where you've got all the all the all the, all the mm. uh, kids on camera, and so one of them can start choosing can choose to start blaring music down the microphone. Um, and because they can see their desktop, they know when the teacher is about to click on the link to look at who's making the noise, and they mute their right. mic just before. <laughs> <laughs> this is only the, in the first week they've learned these three things. How can you imagine what it's going to be like at the end of term? My goodness. That, that, and that's the problem, you see, when you're trying to teach uh, classes full of people that play games all the time. <laughs> Um, one of the things that uh, that we did um, for our students at the end of last year was uh, we we have um, we have a, a series of student reps in first year and second year and third year, and they have an opportunity to uh, feedback to the course what they would like um, what they would like to change about the modules or about the course environment. Typically, that would be the game studio, for example. So they may say, okay, we'd really like more access to VR equipment or AR uh, equipment, or perhaps we'd like an upgrade to the graphics processors, uh, the graphics cards rather, in the machines, um, that kind of thing. Now, they don't have a game studio at the moment. They don't have access to those facilities, and the university's been looking for ways to uh, compensate for that. And not just compensate for that in in the sort of sense of how can we give you access to this uh, technology, next generation technology that you certainly don't have access to at home, but also um, access to social spaces uh, because clearly they've gone from being you know a group of people who uh, would work on games together and they're still doing that, but they don't have the kind of uh, communal aspect of that. Now that's something the games industry is also wrestling with, right? They're also like. Uh, we've got all of these teams who are working from home and the games industry seems to be adapting to that quite well. And, you know, we've heard lots of stories about how profitable the games industry has been during uh, during lockdown, not just because lots of people are playing games and turning to games as a way to socialise, but also because the games industry is quite forward-thinking space to work and the working practices have adapted quite well to that as well. But similarly, we've lost all of the social stuff um, and the games industry, like every other industry, is trying to work out how to adapt to that. And some of that has taken place inside games, right? I've seen uh, studios have game nights on Among Us and things like that. Anyway, to return to the point, um, the students, the year reps, fed back that they would like a social space for the students to hang out. like, And they suggested buying a Minecraft server. Oh, um, renting a Minecraft server. I, I know. I know a twelve-year-old do a very good deal on that. <laughs> <laughs> you pay him Bitcoin, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you start off there, and then he's like, "And uh, while you're at it, if you fancy getting on Roblox." Um, so, uh, so the university agreed and has paid for a, a Minecraft space uh, for the students, um, and consequently, as I mentioned, I think at the end of uh, uh, the. 
the last year of One Life Left, um, that I was getting back into Minecraft because I figured if they were all going to go on there and hang out, then I should be able to go on there, hang out and ruin their fun, obviously. Uh, That's it. how it works. POS. <laughs> Parent on shoulder. Turn down your speakers. <laughs> you won't know who's playing. Um, yeah. Um, so I. Uh, so that's why I had to try and get my nine-year-old or ten-years-old Minecraft account, which I hadn't used for nine years, uh, back from uh, the person who'd hacked it nine years ago. And uh, sure enough, logged onto logged onto the server. Minecraft's changed a lot, but I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed my time rediscovering that place. Um, enjoyed also understanding what it's like to be on a uh, server that is shared. Because previously, all of my Minecraft experiences were in the early days of Minecraft, and they were. Um, they were not on servers. They were uh, me playing the single-player version, building uh, my own stuff. Um, and now I'm on this, this this shared server, seeing what other people are building. It's really, really interesting. And sort of the etiquette of existing uh, in a shared space and, you know, feeling like you're going into space, oh, should I be mining here? Should I be strip mining this area? Does it belong to someone else? Am I going to ruin someone else's fun? Is this thing that I'm building aggressively ugly like am i ruining someone else's view uh it's all quite quite interesting um obviously obviously i'm playing in creative mode so i can just generate my own stuff right building a nice model of a cricket pitch which the students so far have said nice things about um who knows what they're saying on their secret whatsapp groups well what what are they doing on it then uh, different things some of them are playing it in uh in you know as minecraft uh, is played in survival mode, so they're just going through the sort of single-player version. They're going through that together, um, heading towards the Nether and, and taking on the Ender Dragon and building themselves huge farms, uh, producing things. Others are playing it to create just nice spaces, build accommodation, nice farm, sort of idyllic uh, little lands for themselves. And I'm sure some of them are playing it to troll, uh, <laughs> which I believe is a, <laughs> I believe is a, a, a long-standing career option inside Minecraft. Um, me, I'm just sort of logging on once in a while to see what people are up to, and uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot. So it's an interesting, ex- it's it's really interesting experience for me, and um, and yeah, I'm, as ever with the games industry, as we know via Roblox, it is too big. Even though we, you know Simon and I acknowledge that we are we are getting old, right? But uh, the games industry is much much bigger than it was when we were young. And when we were young, it was possible, when I was working at Edge, it was possible for me to know every game that was coming out. And now there are huge swathes of the industry that I know nothing about. Um, Roblox is one of them, but there's also, you know, League of Legends, which neither of us know anything about, right? And um, so you have to stay focused if you want to be good at part of the games industry, you want to work in the industry. You kind of have to stay focused on one part of it just to keep up with all of the events in that it is nice to learn about other things, for example, Minecraft, through the lens of um, people who have literally grown up with it. In this case, uh, you know, 20-year-olds who, for whom Minecraft was a huge part of their uh, adolescence and childhood. What do you expect to see on it at the end of the year, then? <laughs> Just <laughs> chaos. giant obscenities <laughs> burning across the horizon, <laughs> uh, one assumes. But for now, it is sweetness and light. Shall we get on with the letters? Let's do that. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. 
I think we've had we've had at least one letter over the Christmas period. We uh, we have we had one just before Christmas and one a couple of days ago. Ah, uh, perfect. Which one do you want to read? I'll find the other. Okay, I'll take Robert Wells's. He says, "Hello, team. Hello, SSG." Uh, rather optimistically, Happy New Year. Over the break, I wrapped myself in a blanket and read Edward Ross's Gamish, a new comic history of gaming from prehistory to now. It frequently points out that much of what feels inherent to video games is actually always in play. However, we have, sorry, it's always in play, however we have played, and it's lovely to think that through time, humans have strived for the same sensations. Have you had any good books lately? What should be on the 2021 reading list? Pip-pip, Robert. Uh, I can answer that uh, no, I haven't read any good books lately, but I do, I do want to read Gamish. Um, I had, I, I came pretty close to buying it just before Christmas, uh, and I'm pleased that you've reminded me. Uh, so I will do just that. It looks very interesting, and yeah, these are discussions that we've had um, over the years. That um, do you remember that guy? I um, I brought him. I was working with him. Brought him down. To, yeah, he became our publisher on. Uh, and we did game on. Uh, Piers. He was into Piers, the study yeah. of ludology, wasn't he? Hmm. Um, That's why he got us involved. <laughs> video game <laughs> academics. So. Yeah, and I always find it very interesting talking to him about uh, that idea of um, of humans always finding ways to play. And we've we've seen it ourselves where we've been... Um, I remember uh, who's, we were at Daniel Gray's house, were we, Steve? Uh, many, many years ago. And we were... This was before we had handheld screens to look at. And I remember we invented a game about throwing stuff against a wall just to pass the time. Did we? We did do that, Steve. Yeah, it never caught on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Imagine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's something that we do. And uh, yeah, I'm, ple- I, I'm looking forward to reading about it in graphic novel form, for sure. What about you, Steve? Have you read any good books recently? Well, this is an interesting question. I don't know if you saw the... Did you see the story bundle bundle uh, just before Christmas? I did see it, yes. Period? It was 90 video game books for, I think, $25, yeah. uh, which was an absolute must-buy. Uh, like, it, it, you know, I mean, Trigger Happy was in that, uh, but there were, you know, 89 other brilliant uh, video game books, some of which looked absolutely fascinating. And for $25, you would have to be an idiot not to have bought it. Um, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I think got two idiots here. Yeah, I, I, I put it in my cart and and then thought, you're not going to read any of these. You're, you're going to do what you do with video games is you're going to put them on your list and then something else is going to appear. And you're going to do that instead or at least add that to your cart, buy it and not do that as well. And $25 isn't a huge amount of money, but it is money it that is you money. could spend on something else. So I didn't buy it. Yeah, same. But for anyone who actually does stuff, that is a bundle that you should have bought, <laughs> should have bought for it. sure. Yeah, it's also uh, quite tricky to read PDFs, though, isn't it? I um, Or e-books or e-pubs. There's so many different formats. Again, I was exactly the same as you. There were a load of the boss fight books were in there, and I thought, mm. oh, yeah, I'd be interested yeah. in a few essays on Metal Gear and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you are never going to find a way to read this, Simon, are you? So same as you. Yeah, I... I also used the yeah PDFs are a bit awkward you know I don't I don't love reading on on my Kindle all of that sort of stuff but being completely honest in the spirit of the new year if for twenty five dollars they had shipped me ninety five <laughs> ninety hard copies of those books uh, perfectly bound I I would still not have read them uh, I would have carted them with me from home to home over the rest of my life. 
uh, and they would have remained unread. So um, that is a somewhat an answer to the have you read any good books recently? The answer is answer is no, I'm afraid. You know, see, this is how it works, isn't it? Because now I'm annoyed that I didn't buy that bundle, even though I know yeah. now, doubly, <laughs> that I never would have read it. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Me too. I was about I'm feeling regret. It's still on sale. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. <laughs> no. What's happening to us? <sighs> Dear team and super Santa guest, writes Chris Conroy in an email definitely sent before Christmas. Well, that's it, I suppose. The end to a insert expletive of a year is nearly upon us with a lockdown Christmas and a new year to see us through a hopeful, a more hopeful 2021. I've got a list of things to do over my Christmas break that I've not been able to get to all year. Alongside the usual tech housekeeping, I've set myself the goal of finishing a couple of long playing games. Dishonored, when will it end? Witcher 3, so much hashtag content, so I can start the year with a relatively clean slate, games-wise. What are you hoping to finish before the last dregs of 2020 dribble away? Your challenge-completing correspondent, Chris Conroy. P.S. As always, thank you for the show and the excellent Mariochi, both of which have been real beacons in a pretty dark year. Looking forward to the time when we get on top of things and can bellow out songs rewritten to be about video games in a hot, sweaty room with other like-minded people. Chris, here, here. I could not agree more. Mm. Thank you so much for those words and, uh, yeah, uh, for for coming to Mariochi. We will be back as soon as we are allowed to be, for sure. Dishonoured isn't too long, though. I will point that out. Um, and The Witcher 3, you know, I think I think you need to approach that game like I am with Cyberpunk, which is just, you know, I, I just dipping in and out, dipping in and out and mm-hmm. not and going, OK, I'm going to do this little bit now, uh, rather than worrying about seeing the credits. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I hope that's how you, you did approach. see the credits. I mean, I did Witcher, do, though, yes. Yeah. But... Um, but, uh, you know, often you can approach, you know, something like uh, Sniper Elite, which I was really enjoying uh, before Christmas. And then, uh, again, so these games I'm buying, I've got a couple of Christmas presents. I've got Need for mm. Speed, uh, sorry, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Heat um, Remastered, uh, which is very good. A couple of other bits and bobs. And uh, I was playing Sniper Elite, which I was thoroughly enjoying. And then I was like, OK, well, this is the name of this mission. How many missions are there? And so I looked into that. And I, was, I wasn't even halfway through. And I just thought, it's just going to be more of this, isn't it? So I stopped playing, stopped playing it. Whereas, yeah. whereas, with, whereas with The Witcher and with Cyberpunk, it, I, I think there's so much content in there. You, you don't, yeah, that's why you shouldn't play it all in one go. You sort of dip in and out. But uh, yeah, I just thought, I just, yeah, good. it's just going to be more pushing crouch button and uh, killing Nazis. Very enjoyable. But that stuff to do. Other stuff to do. That is that that emotion you've just you just absolutely pinpointed uh, verbally the emotion that I feel when I start so many games. Uh, it's just going to be more of this, isn't it? Right, which I do think is a product of being old. Right, it doesn't mean that thing is bad, uh, and doesn't mean that thing is is worthless for people who are younger than us who have not experienced that thing before or who have only experienced it three or four times before. Uh, that is still a worthwhile way to spend time. Yeah. But for me, you know, I, I've been feeling that for Zelda uh, up until um, Breath of the Wild. Up until Breath of the Wild, every Zelda for generations, I just start playing, wake up in my bed, you know, <laughs> with Link going, and then go, what's your name? And you start putting in your name in the little 
30, you delete, delete, delete link and you start putting ST. Oh, no. It's just going to be more. It's just going to be more. More putting my name in, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, uh, so not yeah, not all games, but Sniper Elite, you know, is it does have a formula: crouch around, hold your breath, shoot people off, hide until the uh, until the alert level goes down. Um, mm. Whereas, uh, you know, actually, something like Phoenix, um, so Phoenix, it's spelled Phoenix, but it's pronounced Phoenix. Um, I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> call it Phoenix. Call it Phoenix. I'm calling it. I'm, I'm going to keep doing that accidentally because, um, yeah. but obviously, it's Phoenix. Um, uh, but you don't discover that until uh, they start talking out loud in the game, but though the, the mm-hmm. clues are there. Um, you know, that's a game in the literally in the mould of Breath of the Wild where, you know, I can see myself carrying on with that because because it has different types of puzzles and different bits and bobs and different mm. areas and stuff like that. But with Sniper Elite, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to move yeah, on. I don't want to... I don't... I, I don't want to give the impression that I feel that about all video games. I absolutely don't. But that's what differentiates the games that I keep playing from the games that I don't is things where, like, I, I, I see something, I see something that I don't recognise. And there are so many video games out there that there are more than enough of those to keep me going for the rest of my life, for real. Uh, but it does mean some of the bigger games, I'm like, yeah, not for me, not for me. Um, to go back to Chris's question... Like, what games was I intending to spend my Christmas break with? Uh, that was going to be Cyberpunk. Um, but I never I never went back to it. Like, after we last talked, so I, I never went back to it. I just... I I read so much about it, and I really, really enjoyed it atmospherically the, the time I spent in that world. I, like, I, I thought it was beautiful. Like, genuinely, like, striking place, and the, the acting, the animation was great. Um, I didn't love... The gameplay, like I didn't love the experience, uh, the interaction in there. I thought it was fine, um, but then I read enough about it to make me think, yeah, that's that's cool. I've, I've, I'm I'm out for now. So I actually didn't play that much, uh, that many video games over Christmas. Uh, I I went back to Baba Is You for a little while, um, and played that and made absolutely no progress. <laughs> Good. Um, thank you for your letters, Chris and Robert. Uh, everyone else that's listening, please do consider us your correspondents this year. Uh, email any time of the week, day or night. We're always here. Email team at onelifeleft.com.
All right, we are back. We're One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We've been doing this for about 16 or 17 years now. We're hosted on Resonance 104.4 FM, which is a radio station broadcasting out of London, England. Of course, we're available all around the world as a podcast. You can get that podcast at www.onelifeleft.com or on Spotify or on iTunes or on any podcast provider. Simon, I don't know what you felt uh, during lockdown, but when everyone was, uh, you know, when, oh God, please don't go off and do a podcast became a sort of running joke uh, of what men do. Uh, I started to feel a bit guilty about One Life Left. I was like, I felt like we need to explain that we've been doing this forever. <laughs> we were doing it before podcasts were a thing, weren't we? <laughs> we really were. And we're still doing it, even though it might as well not be. <laughs> um, we're running out of time, I think. We should get on with this, shouldn't we? Uh, reviews. So, Simon, what have you been playing? So, I've been playing Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, so I think yeah, the full title is Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, and yeah, it's 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 Breath of the Wild, but not as good. Um, but uh-huh. it turns out that that is good enough at the moment. Um, so it's a, isn't that the whole sort of selling point behind um, Genshin Impact? Is it? I don't know. That looks a bit too sexy for me. So um, right. I'm steering well clear of that. Uh, also, mm. it's free to play, so I don't trust it. So whereas Correct. this being an Ubi, you know, so you know. I do like I do like Ubisoft games. Sorry, um, and you know I do think that that they that they generally do good games. Now, yes, many of them are cut from the same cloth, and you know that's you either like it or you don't. But they are they sometimes are so frustrating in that they will um, seemingly make some incorrect decisions uh, with games and just send them out to die. And so they did it a couple of years ago with Starlink, which was their Star Fox game. Really good. Mm-hmm. I finished it, but um, published it. It did nothing, and within a, a few weeks, you know, it's it's um, it's propping up the bargain bins. Similar story. Is that the one with the uh, with, the, with toys? the toys? Yeah, but you didn't need the toys to play it, and so it was, it was really right, really yeah. confusing. Similar story with this. So um, it came out in November, I think. Uh, it might even have been December, but very very quickly. It's half price, and so I bought it on Switch. I think it was. <clears throat> like 54 pounds who pays 54 pounds for a game um i picked it up on switch for like 20 29 pounds uh, so it already felt like a bargain i had my eye on it because you know i did like breath of the wild and this is exactly that it's breath of the wild trying to be funny it's quite funny in places but uh, you know shares everything mechanically that breath of the wild does just none of it as good but still you know i am i am having fun with it it does have the ubisoft fussiness um i got to a, to a location last night i opened it up and it goes oh here's a currency here's an in-game currency to do this here's an in-game currency to do this here's a separate one that does this these do this oh and now there are some live shrines although they're not called shrines they're called rifts um that you can do now and it runs out in six hours and uh. so yeah i'm gonna put all of those to one side i think i'm gonna do gonna go through this in the most direct route possible but it's it's really nice and handheld it's quite shonky um docked overall though for for 29 pounds i'm having a a nice old time of it seven out of ten good good um i have not really played anything uh i've sunk quite (laughs) I sunk quite a lot of time into Minecraft on uh, on the student server, uh, building <laughs> building in a 
I, I guess, a product of the frustrations uh, that I've had from 2020, building a, a recreation of the of the oval, the cricket ground that is just up the road from my house, where typically I would have spent a significant amount of the year, uh, but was unable to for obvious reasons uh, last year. And so instead, I've built a uh, shrine to that inside a server that does not even belong to me and probably will be switched <laughs> off in a year. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon I've sunk about 20 hours into doing that, building a blocky recreation of it. It's been fun uh, learning the architectural principles of uh, of Minecraft. I have some experience in this sort of thing before. I have a lot of Lego Um bought for game design purposes it is useless for game design lego but it is very very but game design is a very very useful thing as an excuse to buy lots of lego consequently i have i have lots and lots of lego and um uh, have embarked upon similar projects i once built a model of the tape modern in that for no real reason and i quite like that um forced hand where you're like okay i can't make this look exactly like this but this brick here is an approximation of that and this kind of gives the feel of this and this shape uh approximates that and so on and so that's what i've been doing for the oval uh for the pavilion at the oval uh which is the building i've recreated i've got about two-thirds of the way through that uh probably never go back to it (laughs) like and so you know exploring students will stumble across this weird (laughs) half-built structure, not understand what it is, and uh, blow it to smithereens, I assume, at some point. Um, I did try and play a few games. Um, I downloaded um, the uh, Katamari Damashi guy's new one, Watam. Okay. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. I've uh, not played it. It is uh, a game about... Um, about being parts of a world and slowly bringing other parts of the world back to life by performing small tasks uh you hold hands with other creatures you chat to them uh you see how they interact i have gleaned this knowledge from according to my steam profile 0.3 hours (laughs) uh it was charming it was definitely not for me in the mood that i was in at that point i also played a game called calico uh, which is about running a cat cafe. It seemed like my sort of thing. Uh, when I started to play it, it was not my sort of thing, so I stopped. And I also played Sock Pop um, Pocket Watch. Sock Pop are the boy band collective who kick out a game every couple of weeks or so. Uh, Pocket Watch does look kind of cute. It is a game about... Uh, it's a puzzle game about time manipulation. Uh and yeah, it's 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 uh, cheap and adorable. Uh, slightly could do with a little bit more polish, but for a game which I assume they've done in in under a month, uh, it's a phenomenal piece of work. I probably will go back to that one. Uh, I played that last night, so that's to be recommended. All of those get seven out of ten. Good. Well, there you go. First show of twenty twenty one in the bag. We did it, Simon. It's really, really good to talk yes. to you. Really, really good to be doing One Life Left again, as always. Um, yeah. Uh, any other business? That's it. I think that's it as well. Please, 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 if you are listening, uh, let us know. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at One Life Left. You can email us. Team at onelifeleft.com. 
but otherwise thank you so so much uh, thank you to Resonance FM as well we will speak to you in a week's time until then goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye.